What's up, Blessed Nation? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. As always, if there's anything that you do like from this show today, anything you hear that sticks with you, uh, go ahead and take a screenshot, post that on LinkedIn, post it on Instagram, mention me at Blessed for Success PC so I can share that with the rest of the world and with the rest of the Blessed Nation. My guest today is known as the Sales Samurai. He has gone from homeless to spending multiple years in the military to now a well-renowned sales expert in the UK. He is also a seasoned martial artist with a black belt in karate and now a well-trained Muay Thai practitioner, hence the name The Sales Samurai. It was great chatting about our shared passion of sales and martial arts. Introducing John Molyneux. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. John Molyneux, thank you for coming on to the Blessed for Success podcast. It's, it's really great having you here today. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, Tan Tanvir. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. And I mean, you know, uh, we connected over LinkedIn and immediately I, I connected with you just over the fact that we're both very passionate about sales. Um, you know, obviously I have, the, I have the privilege of working at a, at a Fortune 500 uh, right now in a sales position and I'm loving it. And you're known as the sales samurai, which I thought was a really cool and, and intriguing title. Um, and I definitely, definitely want to get yeah. into that a bit more, but you know, what I understand from your journey is that you've really had a transformational one. Um, you know, you've come from a very tough background previously to what you've been able to accomplish today. And, you know, I want to start there, like, as in from where did the transformation start for you? Um, from where you were before as to where you are now? Yeah, well, I'd say it sort of stemmed after leaving the military. Uh, I spent a few years in the military when I was in my early 20s. And then I kind of got a bit lost when I once I left. And I did sort of monotonous jobs, kind of driving jobs and um, security work. Security is quite a, a popular thing to sort of fall into when you leave the military. And it, I kind of stumbled into the world of sales accidentally. Um, because I was interested in doing martial arts uh, uh, as an instructor. So the particular, I was teaching karate, and as part of the, the, the training, I got the training for free, but what I had to do was build up the classes by knocking on doors. So I was doing door-to-door canvassing mm. and building the, the karate classes up that way. So I was getting the sales skills necessary um, to build classes and keep, keep students at the same time as learning the actual skills of the martial art as well. Nice. And so I got to ask because I'm, you know, one of the things that when you reached out to me um, that I loved was your passion for martial arts, which I too have uh, most definitely. Um, I've practiced boxing, wrestling, Taekwondo, Muay Thai, uh, which I understand your preferred practice as of late. Um, Are you, you know, a fan of the UFC? Is that something you follow? Yeah, of course. I I do love a bit of UFC. I think it's sort of... um, I don't know. I, I was. I, I used to like it when it was first out. It's kind of a bit more sort of mainstream now. At one point, it was really a bit different, wasn't it? Mm. It's a bit. It's got it, as it's grown in popularity. It's a bit more sort of like the, the norm now, isn't it? But I did like it when it first came out because it was completely original and different. 
I do like the my starts that have got their own sort of twist and a bit like I did. Uh, I, I, I actually fought in a, a style called left way, which was like yeah, with your head, and that was that's. Well, I didn't actually use my head, which is it's an unusual sort of phenomenon is to actually be able to headbutt it legally sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's similar to Thai boxing. So you can do the knees and the elbows and stuff like that. If you ever remember the old Van Damme film, Kickbox, so they, they didn't have gloves on. So it's, it's a little bit like that. So you just have the hand wraps and you don't have wear gloves. So. And you did that? You, sp- you yeah. sparred like that? Oh my goodness. I was the first, it, me and the lad we fought, it was the first time it's ever been fought on UK soil. So... I was quite proud of that, actually, yeah. That's so crazy. Wow. Well, congratulations on making it through that. That's a feat in and of itself. Um, but so let's talk a bit about that, you know, that military background. First of all, you know, what drove you to get into the military? Um, and then what was kind of the, you know, a lot of people when they enter the military, they stay for, you know, a considerable amount of time. What kind of made the transition for you transitioning from, you know, the military um, more into sales? Can you just discuss that a bit more? Yeah, I mean, the thing that I discovered, I mean, I spent a couple of years in there. For me, it wasn't, I think a lot of the sort of successful soldiers that make a career of it, it's something they've wanted to do since a child. They've, they've gone straight into the military as a teenager and they've never known anything else. So they're sort of like, uh, not brainwashed, but that's all they know, isn't it? But with mm. me, I went in my sort of early to mid-20s and I was a bit more sort of... Uh, not not easily molded as, as the younger people are. So I did I did my two years and realised I was in the wrong regiment. I didn't like the regiment I was in. Uh, I didn't feel that it, it was something that I wanted to do as a career. So I I sort of left. It was difficult to sort of get back into one of civilian life and settle back in because you, you sort of get um, used to that way of life. But uh, it took me a while and I eventually sort of adapted way back into life and into a regular life uh, and I do feel that, that martial arts helped with that because so, I was sort of lacking some sort of discipline which mm-hmm. you got from the military and I sort of I, I kind of missed that a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah I found what, what I needed with martial arts mm-hmm. and then what was the transition from first of all I love that like martial arts is um, especially when I started getting into boxing especially like letting kind of everything out um especially on the bag you know i love to go down on the bag and just um you feel like you're really the best martial artist in the world at that point when you're just going off on the bag you know but um i love that that was part of your kind of like road um to kind of coming back to a position where you were uh, you know getting success from sales um i love that but to my understanding in the, in the middle there was a point where you know, it was really hard. You were um, homeless at one point. How did it get to that? And what was that, you know, what um, what did that experience do for you personally? I think that was a real eye-opener for me. I mean, I was I was sort of um, sofa surfing, saw friends were letting me sleep on couches and stuff. And I had a real, st- look, fortunately, um, it wasn't for a very long period of time. I managed to just sort of like think, right, I can't live like this. I've got to start this out and manage to get somewhere to live and get back into the working environment, bringing the money in and stuff like that. But yeah, it's quite a, a scary situation to be in and it happens far too often with, with ex-military people, unfortunately. It's happened. It's the same in the States as it is in the UK. We have a very massive problem with ex-military personnel that just can't settle back into a, a, a normal routine and get, get back into, into civil, civilian life. Yeah. 
And at what point did you, did you realize kind of things had to change? At what point were you like, I can't, I can't really do this anymore? Well, I think, I think if you get to, you get, you get to a certain low point and you think, right, I'm either going to stay in this situation or I'm going to do something about it. And I wasn't prepared to, to be beaten and, and stay in the gutter. So I thought, right, this, this is it. I'm, I'm sorting this out. Okay. So l- let's go to that, back to that moment, right? Let's say in the moment you're thinking of your, you know, the kind of lowest point that you had, what was the process that you used to build yourself back up uh, from that point on? Well, again, there is, even though there are some sort of hardships and, and difficulties you do get from the military, they also give you some serious life skills as well because you you have determination, you come back from being defeated and you just keep going and then you you drag yourself back and you, you keep soldiering on as the words go. So yeah, that, that in, in a bit of a yin-yang way, it sort of hindered me slightly in one way, but it also gave me the strength to go on in another. In another. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that you, you mention it like that, because when you're talking about, you know, you just keep moving forward, um, you just kind of keep battling adversity. I'm like thinking about the sales process, you know, <laughs> like, you know, that's what sales is exactly. It's like, it's being in the trenches, you know, what, can you talk about that a bit? Just like kind of the, the, uh, the parallels that you've drawn with um, kind of the military life as well as being in sales now. Well, again, it's like you say, it's like the yin yang in it, and it, it completely crosses over. That's why there's so many, uh, not not even famous, but successful entrepreneurs, famous and, and unknown, that have martial arts in in the lifestyle and what they do, uh, because it it just don't go. It just like uh, ties in so well with what what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Uh, I think for me to make sales work is you have to be able to laugh at yourself, not only laugh at yourself, and have a laugh with other people. If you can get somebody laughing, especially with what I do, I do a lot of cold calling and I still do it now. And people that say to me all the time, oh, cold calling is dead and all this, and it's a lot of rubbish. Cold calling is not dead. It's, it's alive and kicking because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making money from it on a daily basis. So there's nothing dead about cold calling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially with cold calling, you have to be sort of, you've got to be thick skinned, but you've got to be able to have a laugh at people because even if somebody's not interested in your product or your offer or anything, if you can make them laugh, you're leaving on good terms, aren't you? And they might consider you in the future. They might think they might take your leaflet and think, yeah, he was a nice guy. I, I would want to deal with him when I do decide to change my windows or, or buy a new lawnmower or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Have you <clears throat> have you watched that show White Gold on uh it was on Netflix for some time. It was like this um this window salesman in the UK. Have you seen that show? I've not actually. I do need to see that. It's, that's it's, what I sell. I sell double glazing and doors at the moment. Oh my god! He <laughs> that shows all about. They all they say all the time is double glazing, and I, for the longest time I didn't know what that meant. So you should check it out. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what double glazing is. You probably don't need it in America. That's why we need no, I, it because it's so cold and windy and wet. It's double. So, it just means you've got two two skins of, of glass. On, okay. On. Yeah, we don't have that. We don't have that here in Canada, or not that I know of. I mean, it gets cold here in Canada, but maybe we just don't call it double glazing. I don't know. I never, until I watched that show, I never heard of double glazing salesman, but um, that show is definitely for you. You got to go check it out. I'm good. What is it called again? White, white, white gold, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gold. Gold. yeah. Um, so, you know, you've been, I, I, I definitely want to get into the granular sales tactics that you have because. You know, even I've talking been talking with a few of my friends who kind of want to get a business off the ground or um, trying like a new initiative, and they're like, "Well, where do I start?" Right? Um, and I, I do want to ask that, but 
first I want to get to, you said, you know, if you can make your prospects laugh, you can make them laugh. That's, it's always a great way to keep, keep yourself memorable. Do you have any specific tactics in mind or is it just kind of like a natural thing that you have to be comedic when you're talking to clients? Yeah. I mean, the thing with me, I, I find it quite easy. I, I, I have sort of like a natural sort of way of, of having humor about me. So that, that comes quite easy to me, but I've heard people say that they just watch comedy and stuff like that and just, just sort of, you know, if you watch a lot of comedy, like dry comedy and stuff like that, uh, you just, like, for example, I might say something like, I'll knock on somebody's door and they'll say, I don't deal with cold callers. And I'll say, cold, I've got loads of layers on today. It's quite warm. <laughs> just something like that. See, so you, they can't stay like stern or, or aggressive with you. They have to sort of, it breaks, it just breaks the ice. Right, right it's uh that's what's it's funny though i like that line um and then so you know when you started that business and now you're obviously you're running your own book publishing business as well you know when it comes to the sales process where do you start where where do you be like okay this is where i'm going to start the sales process and this is how we get to the close yeah well i mean the the most important place to start off with and and all through a sales career is pros- well, prospecting to start with. I mean, if you get really good at it and you get to a place like, say, Tom Hopkins does, where, well, I think he's retired now, but he got to the stage where he built that big reputation and, and everything. His prospects got him his new prospects through word of mouth and referrals. So he got to the stage where he didn't have to do prospecting. But I'd say when you're at the start up until quite, well, quite a big section of your career as a salesperson or even a business person, is entrepreneur is prospecting and it will be so you need to get your head around prospecting and a good way to do that is to have humor with it as well is when you get to know people break the ice and, and have a laugh with people like we're doing now so mm-hmm. this could potentially be prospecting if if i would just speak if we'd have just connected on linkedin and we wasn't doing a uh, podcast show we could just be talking that, but that this is prospecting isn't it yeah i might get double glazing windows at one point who knows <laughs> <laughs> I might I might have to call you to come over from the UK just for that. Safe yeah. style UK windows and doors, that's what you need fitted. <laughs> there you go. Uh little little uh little shoe in right there. Um and so, you know, me being very passionate about martial arts myself um yeah. and sales, I definitely see the parallels between both worlds. I mean, we talked about some of the parallels between the military and sales, but um, you know, being in martial arts, I definitely see that parallel as well. Um, do you feel like those worlds really intertwine for you? I mean, you are the sales samurai. Well, of course, yeah. That that's where the name came from. It 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 wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that that way of, of naming myself or that way of branding myself if it wasn't for the martial arts and the sales. I was fortunate enough to be doing them side by side with the karate instructor, and that's where I sort of honed the skills together. But yeah, they they go together hand in hand. Uh, discipline perseverance like i say even even sense of humor can you can have a sense of humor. a lot of martial artists have a, a quite a dry sense of humor anyway don't they mm-hmm. so yeah the the, the skills 100 percent crossover mm-hmm. so let's say let's say um they definitely do they definitely do and um you know i think especially everything for me everything like life is a fight pretty much like you're always fighting right and yeah. in sales it's always kind of like a battle i don't want to sound to sound bad but it's always a back and forth battle and kind of you got to be willing to put in the, the sweat i don't want to say blood but sweat and tears uh, yeah. to get to the finish line um right so definitely i see the parallels as well and, and i feel it in my everyday life <laughs> 
Hey there, just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. If you are enjoying what you hear, I would really appreciate it if you could head on over to iTunes for a quick minute, leave a five-star review, and tell us what you like about the show. We want this Plus for Success message to catch fire, and the only way that is possible is with your help and support. Thanks again for tuning in. Now let's get back to the show. So let's say that, you know, I'm starting a new business today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you a random business. Let's say um, I'm starting a consulting practice like, a, what? Um, I don't know, how to like a sales consulting practice, let's say for fun, oh, okay. because you and I are both in that field. What's your first step? What's your, or your first three steps to getting that business off the ground? Where do you start? Like, let's get into practicalities. Do you go to Facebook? Yeah. Do you go to LinkedIn? What are your, what are yeah. your three first steps? Well, I mean, the thing, what, what I found myself is, I mean, when you're starting off on your own, eventually you probably want to have a team of people doing this sort of thing for you. But if you're, if you're a solopreneur, you're starting it on your own, which is what I did and which is probably what I'm guessing what you might've done. You need to do a lot of networking. You need to build yourself a network on social media. Um, I I was I started off dabbling with uh, Instagram and YouTube, but I didn't. I think individuals have their own sort of tendencies to swear towards different ones. I mean, me personally, I started off with LinkedIn, and I, I got I've got a relatively good following on LinkedIn now. And then I sort of steered back towards Facebook as well. Now, now I'm using Facebook as well because I've got a Facebook group, which you, uh, I don't know if you know anything about LinkedIn, but I, I started off with a group on there and mm. it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just like falls on deaf ears. You, yeah. you get no get engagement or any anything from your yeah. LinkedIn group, but you do a Facebook group and boom, it just explodes. Mm-hmm. So each platform has their own benefits and the doubt, but with LinkedIn, what I like about LinkedIn is it is very business orientated. And you can get good prospects from there because the people that go on there are professionals and that's what they're looking to do. Yeah. That's what I like about LinkedIn. It does have its downfalls. Like, uh, like, like I said, the, the group thing is, isn't going to work there for, for me personally. I, maybe people I've got, I'd love to hear people that have got successful LinkedIn groups. <laughs> I'd love to hear, hear from, from them, but I haven't. So I think, I think it, it's horses for courses. I've heard Pinterest is a very good platform. If you do deal with sort of like, homeware products and, and stuff like that, like the design and stuff like that. Depending on your, your niche area and what you're looking to do, but like I said, for what we just discussing, uh, Instagram can work as well, but I didn't really get on well with Instagram. YouTube is a, another great one, but again, uh, I've not, I, I need to maybe put some effort into that. I'll get some assistance or training with that. Mm-hmm. But what has really worked well for me is LinkedIn. I just, I just found co- felt quite comfortable on there. I feel quite comfortable reaching out to people. Uh, I, I used to, I quite like using voice messages on there. There's a, there's a little um, microphone yeah. where you can send my voice messages and you get a real good response for that as well because on LinkedIn you get so much cold outreach with spams and stuff like that. If somebody just hears a voice, friendly voice saying, how's it, how's it going? I'm glad to connect with you. Boom, it just puts you in a different in a different place than the people that are just spamming or, or uh, messaging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I actually got a voice message the other day and I instantly or soon after replied because I was like, oh, I remember getting that voice message. I should probably um, respond to that. And you take the time to listen. And once you've taken the time to listen, you're already committed. And it's like, well, they got me. Uh, you're kind of it's in the cycle. Personal as well, isn't it? Because you, you, can, you can send a message to 
hundreds of different people and just just keep copy paste copy paste copy there's nothing personal about that but if you spend the time to say hi tom viewer it's john i'm glad we connected we have some similar interests i'm into martial arts too blah 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 it's just boom it's it's personal isn't it you, you that's that's how you build rapport boom straight yeah. away yeah yeah no absolutely and so you know you'd start with the networking piece do you how do you how do you target that networking um if i'm you know if i'm a new business owner where am I going? Um, what, what specific things am I trying to say? Am I trying to go after prospects right away? Am I trying to get people to like spread word of mouth about my business? What's the first play? Yeah. Well, again, you have to be very tactical about this. I think you, you, you bet you, you just need to think about it. It's not even prospects and it's relationship building. The, the, the business and the, the sort of pitching side of things comes at a later date. I mean, you might want to go into the sort of another one, a good one for social media, especially, uh, well, I'd say Facebook and LinkedIn is video content. If you're comfortable making videos, start churning them out there, especially on, on a platform like LinkedIn, which is getting bigger and bigger. If you're making videos and putting videos out there, you're going to stand out from the crowd. What I like to do with LinkedIn as well is do articles because if you make an article, you can write an article and it doesn't have to be a long 15 page essay article. You can just mm. write a short few sentences. But if, if you put an article out there, mm. it stands it much more than a post does. Yeah. Because, because when people visit your profile, it's the first professional, thing doesn't it? Yeah I've, yeah. I've got 15 articles written on LinkedIn or you've got 5,000 posts. Mm -hmm. The fact that you've done a couple of articles stands out that somebody hasn't. Mm -hmm. So John, was someone who is thinking about, um, you know, getting into sales or getting into the world of sales, what are maybe a few pieces of advice that you'd give them before venturing into this world? Right. Well, I'd say one of the biggest downfalls, especially with a salesperson in the first couple of months or even maybe six months is do not be put off by rejection because it's going to happen a lot. Out of, they said, oh, it's all about numbers. It's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very good at maths, funnily enough, but I know it's a numbers game. As long as you can get your head around the fact that it's a numbers game and you're going to speak to 10 people before you get one yes, or out of every 10 people, you're going to get one yes. Just think of all the other, all the other no's as little yeses that are, that are getting you close to that no. That little, you know what I mean? Getting you close to the big yes. I just think of all the little no's or the, the rejections as, as a one step close to the yes that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. What are, what are some of those objections you get and, and how are, you know, what are some ways that you uh, deal with that? Oh, you get, you get all sorts. I need to speak to my partner. I never make a decision on the spot. Um, uh, we can't afford it. So these are all the common ones. And if, if what I over, I overcome one the other week that said they couldn't afford it. And I just said, well, we live in a world where we can't afford things. That's why we have credit these days, isn't it? <laughs> None of us can afford the things we have. You can't afford that, that BMW that's sat on your drive, but you've got it, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, that's a great line. I got to use that at some point. That's a great line. Yeah. I love that. So for you, like moving forward, um, you know, with sales, is this a continued passion for you? Is it something that you always see yourself doing? Um, and then on top of that, um, I understand that you have your obviously own book, book publishing um, uh, business. Um, how did you make kind of like the transition into that business as well? Well, no, it isn't actually my book publishing company. It's a company that's based in the States called Maddox Publishing. Mm. And I just, I just um, believe in what they're doing and I, 
I, I want to become an author myself very soon. So I'd be using them to publish, publish my book. So I just sort of represent them. Oh, okay. I'm just a, a basically affiliated to them. So it's not my book publishing company, but um, with the fact that I sort of deal with a lot of coaches and consultants and, and authors and stuff, I'm just kind of in the right place to be sort of in, in that niche area as well. Okay. And what would you, I mean, you want to be an author. What would you want to write about? Uh, do you often have to, have to ask? I, I'm going to call it <laughs> Sales Samurai, get your black belt in sales, not just another sales book. And then oh. it's going to be my, my sort of way of doing sales. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I, I man, ch- sharing the, the passion for martial arts with someone is fun. Um, you know, just to talk about, so what, We've we've talked about it some of it already, but specifically like the journey of martial arts. What have you learned from martial arts that is has changed your life personally? Like what lessons have you taken from it that you're like, you know, I couldn't have gotten this anywhere else? Well, I mean, I think for me, the big one of the biggest achievements was getting me black belt. And I think if you it, one of the things it's taught me is if you keep pushing and you keep don't let anybody, nobody can tell you that you can't do it. I probably had a thousand people tell me I couldn't get a black belt, but I did. You don't let a black belt. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a black belt in karate. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I haven't, I, to be honest, I, I achieved my black belt in karate, but I, because it's been so long since I, I did it, it I, I couldn't say I'm still a black belt, if that makes sense. I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I, it's not something that, I, it's an achievement that I got, but I don't train in karate anymore. So mm. am I still a black belt? Well, still, the people don't understand. You know, getting to black belt is an unbelievable amount of commitment. It's, it's, it is literal blood, sweat, and tears for a prolonged amount of time, Um, and you know, years of dedication. So, you know, congratulations on that. Regardless of how far back you got it, you know, congratulations on that. Getting a black belt is a massive accomplishment in that world. Thank you very much. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, from being a from being a black belt, getting there. Um, you know, how, how was that all able to transform, um, your life? Like just, did you just kind of start getting into martial arts and then all of a sudden things started improving in life because of what you were learning from the lessons there? Well, I mean, I think, I think things start improving in your life when you, with the way you look at life, isn't it? I mean, before I was a black belt, I used to look at, look at life that as, as not having a black belt, didn't I? Mm. Maybe, maybe it might have changed my perspective in certain certain things, but the fact that I think the biggest thing that I took from it is that I, I persevered and I achieved that black belt because I kept going. It's mm. the same with sales. If I'd a, if I, I wouldn't have got to the position where I am today in sales if I hadn't if I hadn't kept pursuing. So it, it it's all like you say, it all ties together. But it, it's all at the end of the day. The, the main thing is that you don't throw the towel in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. you keep going it's yeah. like you say with the, with the door knocking people probably do that and give up after a day they think this isn't for me or whatever but I'm door knocking after, I did five years of door knocking when I was doing karate and I'm still doing it now so yeah. it's about keeping going isn't it and, and yeah. it's starting to pay off now because I overcome much more objections whereas at the first it was just I'm not interested I'm not interested I'm not interested and they just take, you just take that but now I can turn a not interested round into an appointment yeah, I don't, I don't just take that. I, I I overcome it. Absolutely. And how do you? First of all, that takes a lot of energy. You know, I'm aware of how much energy that takes. How do you sustain that amount of energy throughout the day? And yeah, um, you know, from I, day to day, I just try to eat the right things. Not, I'm not got a perfect diet. I still like a pizza during the week, or I still drink fizzy drinks and stuff. But I'll eat a lot of uh, fruit, and I'll eat a lot of 
like nuts and seeds and stuff like that. And uh, I like to eat sort of fish and, and meat. I'd, I'm not, I'd never be like, I know a lot of people like this plant-based diet and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. That's, that's not for me. I still like meat. I like red meat. I like chicken. I like fish. And I'm not going to stop eating that because I, I, it's good for me personally. Yeah, you still, you got that kind of like a Mediterranean um, diet going type thing, right? Kind of, yeah. I just, I just think it's quite, it's quite varied, but it's, it's not super, super healthy, but it's not, I don't eat lots of junk food either. I don't eat, I don't eat, go to the cake shop every day and eat pies and, oh, and that sort of rubbish. Stuff that you know is rubbish, don't you? Yeah, yeah. McDonald's yeah. or pizza, you know, all the time. I still like a pizza. I mean, we had a pizza last night. We, had, we still have a takeaway, but only once a week or once every couple of weeks or once every two or three weeks, not, not like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm for this month, especially one of the goals that I have is um, no sugar for, for all of March um, because sugar is one of my like addictions and I'm definitely <laughs> trying to like cool it on that angle. Cause it's, it's, it's really troublesome sometimes. Yeah, but the, the thing is, if you do cut it down, then when you do have it, it's a treat and you'll appreciate it more. If you're more yeah, like- yeah, exactly. Versus having it on a regular basis. And you know what I found is before I've tried, I've cut out sugar as well in the past. And obviously the weight goes down, but also the craving goes down drastically. Like you don't crave it as much. But like you said, when you do have it, you have just a little bit and, and it's, it's, you know, some of it, it's a, like a treat. What are yeah. some of the ways that you, I mean, sales is a, is a ruthless business sometimes and you know can zap a lot of your energy can um you know definitely be a grind as we both know it can be um what are the some of the ways you kind of kick back uh relax and just you know get away from that and de-stress yeah that's a good question again well what i what i tend to do is i try to meditate most days in the morning when i first get up Uh, even if it's just 10 minutes it's it's a good way to start the day a lot of people do that now um but I also make, break my days up because I'm out on the road quite a lot and I'm knocking the doors, especially with the weather we get over here as well. It's quite horrific. You get, <laughs> at the moment, we've had lots of storms and stuff like that. So I'm out in like where all weathers, like sleet, rain, snow, hail, not snow so much, but hail, just all sorts of weather conditions. So I'll just do like 10 minutes of door knocking and I'll go and sit in the car and I'll have a, I'll have a drink out of my flask and, and I'll, have, I'll have 10 minutes breathing space and I'll listen to a bit of a podcast or read a bit of a book and I'll go back at it again and I'll do it. So I don't go, what I used to do was made the mistake of knock, 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 knock and do like an hour or an hour and a half. And then you just, yeah, I just break it into, into manageable little sections. So that way you're not getting all overwhelmed or like your head, you're not burning out. You're just mm-hmm. relaxing in between. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a specific, um, I know you mentioned you like listen to podcasts or music, but when you're meditating, are you taking yourself through a specific guided process or is it just very kind of natural and, and yeah, you let it, whatever well, you do? I actually quite like the, uh, on YouTube, you actually get the, the proper yogi guys, the actual Buddhists that, that do them. You can go through the guided meditations with them. I like them. That they're mm-hmm. good. Or you can just have some sort of mellow music on in the background, just go through breathing techniques, whatever, whatever suits you. Or you can have just peace and quiet or just, what a, what a good technique is, I mean, I don't often get to do this, but just go somewhere really quiet and out of the way and just have 10 minutes of, of quiet, no, no interference, no noises. Just find yourself a quiet place and just, just have, be out there in, in life for 10 minutes and just, just take it in. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Um, I have to check some of some of those YouTube ones out right now. I use um, Headspace. This isn't sponsored. Um, I use Headspace um, and try to use that for my meditation. And um, but I do definitely want to check out some of the YouTube's YouTube ones as well. 
Um, so from your entire, you know, sales journey up to this point, if you had kind of, um, three big lessons that you've learned from that, what would they be that you would kind of share with the world? Three, three big lessons from sales. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, just, just remember that it's a numbers game. You are, you will have to persevere. It's not something that you you're going to get handed on, handed on a plate. You, you have to have some dedication to it. You have to. I'd say, I'd say that's number one. Number two is for me. I I have to have a passion for it. It's something I have to have an interest in. I I, I like to learn. There's so many different angles of, of sales and different parts of it. You've got the like we've mentioned the prospecting, but then you've also got the the rapport building and then you've got the the follow-up and you've got the, the the closing part of it. So there's all these different parts of the sale. It's an art form, isn't it? That's why mm. again it crosses over, doesn't it? It's an art form like my martial arts is. Mm. So for me, number two is you have to be passionate about it. You can't just walk into the world of sales thinking you're gonna like what like another like a regular nine to five. I think you have to really, really want to do it to make mm. a success of it. Mm. And number three, um don't give up and don't take yourself too seriously. Either have a laugh about it. Just laugh at yourself. If, if, if you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. Everybody does. It doesn't matter whether you're doing sales or whether you're a bin man or whether you're uh, a, a, a famous singer or an actor. Everyone has a bad day. So just laugh at it. Yeah, that's something that I've definitely learned to do over time. Like, you know, when you get that nasty email every once in a while or you get off that, yeah. that, that odd call that's just like, wow, what happened? You just learn to laugh at it after a while. It's just kind of like, oh, well, like on to the next one, you know? Um, yeah. No, I love those three lessons. And um, one thing that I ask at the beginning of every episode, which I forgot to ask this episode just because I was so ready to jump in and talk about, you know, the martial arts yeah. and the sales and all things that we both share for passions. Um, you know, at this moment in time, um, what are the things that you feel most blessed for? Well, for me, I'd say my, my health and my, my family. I've got, I've got, still got a lot of most of my family members are still with me, which is, which is really lucky these days. So yeah, I mean, how many things you said to? Uh, just however many. It's up to you. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, so yeah. So my, my health, my family. Uh, I'm doing a, uh, what I want to do. Really, there's not nothing else I'd really want me to be do to, for, as a living. So I'm pretty much happy with everything at the moment. That's beautiful. And then how I, you know, this has been an amazing episode. I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to chatting more and, and keeping this connection as we both share these mutual passions. But at this point in time, John, what does success mean to you and what will it mean to you moving forward? I think success means you've got to be comfortable and happy in your own skin. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be making six figures or, uh, turning over a million a year or whatever, whatever, you think it is in monetary terms success is is what you make of it isn't it if you're content and you you're happy with your life i think that that's success in itself isn't it i mean the, the, there's probably people that have millions and millions in the bank but they're not happy is that a successful person i don't know yeah yeah that's a that's a beautiful message and um I love chopping it up with you here today. I'm going to share, um, John has, has graciously offered his um, Six Samurai Closes um, resource, which I'll be sharing. Don't forget the killer bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to be able to share uh, with my audience. So that'll be in the show notes. John, where can people find you on social so they can stay updated on your journey and then, um, uh, you know, stay followed up? Yeah, of course. Uh, 
my main sort of focus on uh, on social media at the moment is my uh, Facebook group. I've got a Facebook group called International Entrepreneurs and Coaching Community. So feel free to check that out and, and join join in the fun. At the moment, we've got about three hundred odd members. So it's not it's not one of the mass. It's not like a click funnels one, but it's also not like a, a completely dead one. It, it's sort of growing a little bit. Uh, we've got some really good characters in there that add a lot of value and everything. So it's not always about uh, quantity; it's about quality, isn't it? So yeah, we're right. we're rel- relatively small group, but definitely like minded people. I also have a a very similar themed podcast actually called the Success Breeds Success Show. Uh, that can be found on Spotify. It's actually published on Lib- Libsyn, but I'm just in the process of putting it up on Apple as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so things are moving forward with that as well. Amazing. And yeah, you guys all got to follow, follow the Success uh, Breed Success show. He's got some great guests on there uh, so far, and I'm excited for, for you to keep it going, John. It's been a, it's been a pleasure today. Uh, thank you so much for coming on for the Blessed to the blessed for success uh podcast um i love how that how our how our uh, titles are so similar for podcast blessed for success success, breed success um so it seems that definitely definitely we have a lot of similarities and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on it's been great for me i could, I could have probably talked to you about sales and martial arts for at least another hour but <laughs> <laughs> they're on it thanks a lot yeah yeah no for sure thank you take care speak soon